The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said, For it will be like a man going on a journey, who calls his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug it in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter to the kingdom of joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you deliver to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I have set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sowed and gather where I have not scattered seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was mine own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away, and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. I don't know, maybe it's a dad thing. My dad did it. I find myself doing it. Let's say, for example, you walk into a, a big, beautiful, wonderful wedding reception, and your first thought is, I wonder how much this cost. I know it's a benign question, unless you don't let it go. 
Everyone else is enjoying the free drinks, the free food, the great music, and the people. But you just keep asking everyone you meet, hey, this is a great party. What do you think this all costs? Eventually, people will start to keep their distance from you. Because it turns out keeping track of things really sucks the life out of a party because it actually takes away from enjoying it. Today, Jesus continues with parables about the kingdom of heaven. And in this parable, a man entrusts lots of money to his servants. Since we don't use talents as money, we are unfamiliar with just how much is given to the servants. It's not as if one servant has a little bit of money and the other one has a lot of money. One talent, four talents, five talents are just different amounts of lots of money. Because one talent is worth 20 years of wages. And in DuPage County, the average wage, that would mean one talent is worth $1.4 million. So why would the boss give the servants this much money? Well, if you haven't figured out, when Jesus tells parables, he tells parables with people who are just a little different than normal. And this boss is different. He doesn't care about his money because he has so much of it. He has so much, he gives money to his servants to play with. He doesn't want them to sit around counting money. Rather, he wants them to do something with it and actually have fun with it. Now, since most of us suffer from keeping track of things at the expense of enjoying them, we think this parable is about making money. We think the servant was cast out because he didn't make more money. But that would assume that this boss is concerned about making money. But I don't know if you noticed but he said to the man who earned five extra talents, you are responsible with little. Five talents is 100 years of wages, and he calls that little. See, this boss is not concerned about the money. For the boss, money is for fun. What the man really cares about is in verses 21 and 23 joy. He cares about joy and the servants using the gifts for joy. You see, the universe is God's and it's all his. And Anything that you have, even the things you think you worked for, are actually given to you. Of course, you work for them, but we all know that we are not islands and we are dependent upon others. 
So since everything you have has actually been given to you, the questions are, what does God give you and what is it for? And taking everything, you can boil down the answer to these questions very simply. God gave you life, a life meant for others. Your life is originally meant to receive and give love, which is a life of joy. Now, of course, we all thought we, we could do better than this, which is sin. And when we rejected the life God gave us, that means we brought death into the world. And it turns out death is no fun. Death actually ruins the party. But you see, Jesus is so set on life, he dies on the cross for you and resurrects so his life is the life of the party. Jesus' death and resurrection means your life can be more than just simply not dying. Your life can be about joy, about relationships, and about purpose. Your life isn't meant for keeping track of what you have or you don't have. God has so much life, and he gave you life to enjoy. In Matthew, it says, abundance. And in the Gospel of John, Jesus says in John 10.10, 10, I came to give life and give it abundantly. And elsewhere he said, whoever believes in me has eternal life. Eternal life is entering the joy of the Lord. Now, of course, we are the goofballs who are fixated on keeping track and we might keep track of our sins even. And rather than trusting Jesus' promises to forgive our sins, we despair over how many we have. Or we might keep track of other people's sins and feel really good about ourselves. Either way, we do not have faith in Jesus Christ's death and resurrection but we trust in ourselves. This isn't what God has for us. Rather, he has the forgiveness of sins. And the forgiveness of sins is the door to the joyful life. Trusting in God's promises means living in a way that keeps God's joy paramount. In the kingdom of heaven, there is no more keeping track of sins, of possessions, of money. In fact, Jesus likes to turn over the tables of the money counters. Money, your possessions, your life is meant for joy because the Lord is capital T, the capital E, expander, capital joy. He is the expander of joy.
Through holy baptism, Christ has forgiven all of our sins, all of your sins. You are washed clean, and he has given you the Holy Spirit. This means you have something more valuable than all the money in the world. You have eternal life. And notice, I didn't say you will have eternal life. You have eternal life right now. Right now, eternal life is the best forever and ever. And because the Lord has given you the Holy Spirit, you have strength and wisdom to live accordingly. Because you are set free from sin and given the joy of the Lord in the Holy Spirit. Now, joy isn't simply happiness, but joy is a life meant for others in order to share love, which means joy is hard. You trust in God more than yourself. You take risks in speaking the truth in love, and you will have your heart broken. Sure, you will start with one talent worth, but you're not interested in keeping track because you have so much to play with. Rather, you live life thankful and joyful, living in humble obedience to the joy of the Lord. And the Lord will see you. In fact, he will give you more joy because he has more to share for you to live well with. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.